It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. It's a me, Sargio. That's my new updated Mario impression. It's incredible. I, it was like yes. Mario's in it, it was like Mario was in the room with me. I don't think you've watched the new Mario preview, so you're more wrong than you think. I believe it. And the mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful babies. <laughs> did you have that teed up or did you audible? No, I was just riffing off of you, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> We're all, we're, we're all in that sort of Mario state of mind following yeah. the, the launch of that incredible trailer. Yeah, like we talked no about notes. in our group chat. I think it looks amazing. I have no um, notes. It's incredible. Yeah. How could it not? <laughs> no notes. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. If, if this is what we reveal that this is our, our secret backdoor episode of Bingeworthy, and we're here to talk. Get, get ready. The trailer was 90 seconds, but we're talking for 90 minutes. <laughs> I did listen to a very thorough breakdown of My Son Hunter. I can speak on that. Okay, look, because oh. the show is what it is, I will say that we do have to address the fact that they seem to have gone out of their way to decakeify Mario. Yeah. And they shortened I, I, his I, arms and shrunk his ass. Like, yeah, and I and I get that. Like this is like a weird Tumblr thing to be talking about, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to position myself as one of those types. But it does seem like a pretty specific choice that they've made to <laughs> sand down his sort of plump dumper. Like in all those video <laughs> games, 
maybe in the video games is there's like a point of reference or whatever in the 3d ones where like maybe well, it just no, looks... this is so when mario gets hit he gets smaller so this is probably him before he gets a mushroom see but th- this is clearly based off of like the mario 64 and like so on 3d mario brothers where it, he ancient happens when he touches mushrooms. He he gives no fucks about mushrooms anymore at that point. He's just like, dude, getting big and getting small. Fuck that. I've got a health bar now. I've got sixty four. I've got sixty four bits and a health bar made. <laughs> he's he's got all these things. You 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 can't touch Mario. Mushrooms, flowers. Ain't no ain't nobody got time for that shit. I mean, and he's calling people mate and bruv. You know, like an Italian. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Italian culture right there. That's the Dios pinnacle. Mio. <laughs> yeah, damn right. It's a meatbrov, Mario. <laughs> I've I've just got all of the uh all of the bombaclat accents. <laughs> They're just like Chris Chris Pratt, you're all you're all over the place, but we love it. Here's your paycheck. <laughs> if we seem low energy, two out of three of us have been stuck in traffic and the, we all have worked full days today. So I also think I might not be alone in my house currently. Oh. And since we're recording like off hours, I Ghosts. am sort of, uh, yeah, I have spooky specters. It is their season. <laughs> There's spooky specters in my house and I don't want to disturb them. So I, like I am intentionally speaking in a different like sort of timber than I normally do. And I'm sure it's coming through, but what are you going to do? Sometimes yeah. you have to not try to wake up your roommate who works weird hours. It's, so. it, I mean, You've got roommates. You got to be considerate. It. I mean, I. It, it, luckily for your roommate, it's been for our world kind of a slow news week. Uh, not a ton happened. Uh, all things considered, a lot of the, a lot of plates are spinning right now that we talked about that we're going to talk about once they're uh, doing a little less spinning. Oh, yeah. So uh, that's the show. patreoncom slash politics. <laughs> Ken Moore and will watch my son Hunter, not just uh, me listen to a breakdown of it. Oh God, that sounds like absolutely trenchant uh, political commentary. My son Hunter can't wait. Uh, it's fucking terrible. Oh, like oh, spoiler man. warning! It I, is. I, I, yeah, I, Gina, Car- Gina Carano made a totally good decision there. Man, way to go, Gina! <laughs> go, going, going from the mouse to Ben Shapiro. Smooth sailing, just everything great. Yeah, and, and which is a uh, real shame because uh, you don't you don't see a lot of women like her in Hollywood, and uh, she looks great, and uh, like you know she represents a certain type that you don't see a lot of. And it's kind of a bummer that she decided to go the way of the conservative idiot. <laughs> uh, I will let you and the audience in on this. Obviously, they talk about Hunter's laptop in that entire movie, not once. Do they tell you what is on the laptop? Just that he had a laptop because they can't make claims to that. Sorry, I can tell you right now, breaking. Hunter Biden's laptop has cheat codes for Aladdin for the Sega Genesis on them. Boom. There it is. That's quality. It's he's he he was tough. I mean, that game was tough. And, you know, he just needed he needed the help. I almost asked if that was the game that how you hit the reset button. No, that was X Men. There was X Men for the Sega Genesis. You had to actually hit the reset button, and that yeah, was terrifying. Yeah, there's all sorts of wacky stuff going kid. on with the Sega Genesis. 
like if you put in the game Altered Beast and then turned it on and then it got to the opening scene and then you ripped the cartridge out and you put the cartridge for Strider in, uh, it gave you invulnerability for some reason. Anyway, we're wildly off topic. We're supposed to be talking about QAnon. Now we're talking about Sega Genesis. It's very bizarre, but not super bizarre for those of you for whom this is not the first episode. Welcome back. <laughs> we're talking about Sega Genesis again. <laughs> And Super Mario Brothers. We're bringing the console wars back. Because Lord knows there's no other wars to talk about. This is is our pod within the pod. The games of our fathers. Talking Genesis. The games of our fathers, parentheses, but it's us. Oh, God, we're 40. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm so old. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, you fool. This is it's time for our actual segment of the Amuse-Bouche. It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the Amuse-Bouche. If you're not here for off uh, t- uh, uh, pop culture uh, tangents, then I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. Well, uh, sp- speaking of which, we get to start this week by talking about what Lizzo's mouth do, <laughs> which is so, exciting. Lizzo went to the Library of Congress, and uh, th- I'm going to put this important fact at the top. Lizzo is a trained flautist. Like, she is a very experienced trained flautist, and they showed her a bunch of historical oh, okay, flutes. sorry. So while we're, while we're filling in the audience on fun facts that we need to know to make this story make any sense, uh, Lizzo is a trained flautist. That's the one that Sarge brings to the table. I bring to the table something I did not know. Uh, there exists in this library a fucking crystal flute, like from Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they used to wake up uh, Snorlax. I just like, you know, people were talking about this story and nowhere did I see anyone really highlighting the absurdity of the fact that that thing exists and that we just have it sitting unplayed in a box. Anyway, continue. Yeah. So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this. They give Lizzo James Madison's flute and ask her if she wants to play it, which she does very, very well. And, oh, she, and she only played like two notes. It was she just like played. She played it a couple times. That was it. She she was like, "Bing, bang, boom, I'm done." History's awesome. This was like a truly crazy moment, and uh, all all the best of us in America decided that this was a yeah. That was the far. end of the story, right? Like, yep. this this train flautist played a historical flute, and that was it. That was the end of the story. Nothing else happened. Oh uh, yeah, our uh, our betters in the right wing in QAnon uh, declared this to be the uh, death of the American Republic. That this is what the this is how the woke left shames and humiliates us by having uh, Lizzo play a flute. That this was uh, a sign of like conquest by the left against the right. That this historical artifact was desecrated by Lizzo and. People were and talking I, about and I can't stress this enough. None of those people knew that flute existed. Nobody knew that flute existed. Like, like unless you had already taken a tour of that place or are already a flautist, you had no idea this was a thing. Because that is a crazy thing. And it is a crazy thing that nobody knows exists. Like, oh yeah, the oh yeah, that's just the presidential crystal flute. That sounds made up. That sounds like a Venture Brothers joke. Yeah. Uh now this is So, obviously, the uh, racists are upset because Lizzo, a black woman, played the fourth president's James Madison's flute. Um, But they neglect to bring up anything about James Madison. Like, 
that he owned and sold slaves. One of those slaves might have been his child that he literally sold. So, you know, maybe fuck that guy. Like, fuck our fourth president. Sarge, that's neither here nor there. This is about the flute. We have to preserve the sanctity of this weird flute. Yeah. The the sanctity of this weird flute. Uh, You can just have this trained pop star playing this flute. Yeah. What, What makes her qualified to play it? (laughs) does she even know how to play a flute i mean come on does she even flute bro yeah do not rewind one minute uh, playing ronald reagan's bone flute it's 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 a it's a it's a lesser artifact but it is still technically a flute this is the one that you have to like prove yourself on and then you can play the real flute now this was so baffling there's so many memes now of like dumb fake artifacts that Lizzo now possesses. And she's like, why are you upset about this? Like she was never out of sight of any of the library of Congress, the the museum personnel. It's not like she could have stolen it or would have wanted to. Uh, And again, professional musician and trained flautist, like on top of that, it's not like, I don't know why she was there in the first place, but uh, because, be, literally because the presidential library reached out to her because they knew that she was a professional flute player and, and they were just like, hey, we got some cool flutes for you. Would you be interested in this? Because no one knows about this shit and we're trying to encourage awareness and trying to make flutes cool because nobody on God's green earth cares about them except Lizzo and Lizzo's fans who rock out to her flute playing. So like. Like and presumably whole... the person making that call is just like a regular rational human being and it didn't figure into their equation that she wasn't white because why would it? You know what I mean? Like they were just like, hey, it turns out that this like wildly popular pop star like is also a very like a very good trained flautist. We should get her to come play some of these cool flutes. I, and everybody I've was just like, yeah, that sounds great. It's amazing. This is why every boardroom meeting needs one, like, shy racist in the background to just raise their hand at points like this and just be like, but isn't that terrible because she's black? They'd be like, shut up, Randy. You shut up. <laughs> oh, man. We're on episode over 100. I don't even know. We're, we're in the hundreds now. And in our show notes, it does not matter. I see MTG. I always, th- I still think Magic the Gathering. Yeah, we're we're gonna start talking about Magic: The Gathering divorcing itself from uh, my Reason sphere insanity. of consciousness by deciding to charge a thousand dollars for four packs of Magic cards that are being printed that are not even tournament legal. They're like fake Magic cards for a thousand bucks. No, sadly, we have to talk about an even worse thing. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Green, friend of the podcast, by which I mean person who does not know the podcast exists. Thank God. Uh, is apparently uh, ooh not doing so great on the relationship front, Mike. What's yeah. the 411 on the romance of MCG? Uh, yeah, the, the sitch is uh, Perry Green. Uh, her husband of 27 years has uh, filed for divorce, declaring that the marriage is irretrievably broken. So um, I guess the spotlight of having his wife being this uh, QAnon promoting, right wing grifting. Uh, sort of weirdo has uh, put a strain on the relationship and uh, he's calling it a day. Uh, There was also a bunch of uh, 
people that had been reporting that like she was having affairs, that uh, that things were on the rocks for a bit ever since uh, her star turn from uh, just, I don't know, quiet QAnon supporting business lady to now actual holder of public office and Fox News regular, also InfoWars regular, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. So, yeah, it seems like uh, the hubby was much happier with life before all of this madness uh, became mainstream. In, uh, mainstream. So uh, he's decided to call it a day. He's He's getting out of town. Yeah, I mean, it sort of seems like you'd probably only really be excited if your wife turned into an aspiring lady Hitler if you were an aspiring man Hitler. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was all well and good that she talked all this QAnon nonsense at home, but then she started doing it on a national stage and uh, fomenting rebellion against the government. (laughs) He's like, ah. (laughs) Yeah, it, it it was all fun and games when it was just, you know, what two what a, what two people do in the safety of their own home you know maybe he just likes it with the white hood on but now she's taking it out into the public eye and that's not good yeah yeah she sucks yeah. and is racist is what i was saying on top of all of her other flaws he he gave a statement he's just like there i seem to recall he said that there are a lot of problems with this relationship i, I think he made a statement i hope i'm not making that up has she, has she responded to any of this? Has she come out and been like, this is some horse shit? Uh, no, uh, I haven't seen any public statements from her about the divorce or any rumors about it. I kind of feel like uh, her, like she's just kind of in that spot where it's like better not to talk about it than, and give it oxygen. Just try to play it off sly and just uh, let, let it, let it play. It's let it play it out. And then like later on, give the whole, uh, uh, privacy, respect me in these in these trying times. Thank you all. P.S. Give me money. I'm I'm a representative. We're always we're always lobbying for money. So it'd be great if you. Could yeah, do that. she hasn't made any statements that I can find. And for those of you at home who are listening, who might be thinking, "Wow, look at these guys just kicking this lady while she's down." Uh, well, a she sucks, and b that's not what we're doing. We're celebrating her husband for getting out of a bad situation. So congratulations, guy yeah. whose name I don't even know. Uh, don't worry. No matter what the situation is with you and your wife, it could always be worse. Let's get to the news. Oh, absolutely. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. For instance, you could have been uh, presenting yourself as a hardline anti-abortion guy. Uh, And then it could be revealed that not only have you probably paid your ex to get an abortion, but that was on top of the child that you fathered with her and many other women. Uh, Of course, we're talking (laughs) about Herschel Walker, uh, Mike, in a story that can't stop developing. Give us the 411 on exactly what's happening with our friend and somehow the candidate Herschel Walker. Yeah, I wish it was in Texas because then we could call him Walker, Texas banger. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But no, it's in Georgia where nothing cool happens except for that show Atlanta. But that's not really something we could work with. Yeah. So um, the article came out that uh, Herschel Walker had paid for a woman's abortion. Um, There was like literally like and, and they literally had receipts. They literally had like the card he signed. That was just sort of like, hey, I'm Herschel Walker. I paid for this abortion. Have a good one. Take care. 
Um, and then Walker came out and was just sort of like, this is all horse shit. Uh, I totally uh, deny all of it, blah, blah, blah. And then his son, uh, Christian Walker, who is a basically a right-wing activist who goes on social media, talks a bunch of shit, is like, I'm a Republican and you can't handle like the hard truth of my Republicanism because I just know how it's really going on in the world and being a Republican is like smart and awesome. And if you're not one, you're dumb and bad. And, this uh, is known. Yeah. yeah, and, and so uh, Christian Walker, who literally uh, where his bread is buttered is by being a Republican sycophant, he just said he was like, you know what, fuck this shit. And he posted a bunch of tweets about how like me and my mom had to like constantly move from house to house for like six months after she left Herschel because he was stalking us and threatening us with violence. Um all of his family begged Herschel not to run for public office because they knew stuff like this was going to come out. Uh, he's a piece of trash. I hate him. Uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm defending my mom here. And again, Christian is not exactly a hero given his past and all the shit he said and done, but he's really making it clear here that he's on the side of his mother and not the side of his father because Herschel Walker is apparently a colossal piece of shit. And so, yeah, no problem. So then uh, one of the other things that came up from this whole thing was Herschel Walker was like, yeah, I might have paid for this abortion. You know, I was giving lots of people money. I really don't know who this was about, what was going on, just yada, yada, yada. And then uh, the the uh, story broke that the woman who had this abortion is actually the one of the one of the mothers of one of his children, and that she had the abortion uh, because at the time Herschel wasn't ready to be a father. He asked her to do it. He would pay for it. He'd take care of it. And then later on, she had his kid, and Walker just skipped town. So this was not some one-off affair thing that happened. Oh, he paid for it just to get it behind him. Nope. This is a woman he was in a long-term relationship with, and he has like totally pretended that this is not the case in any way, shape, or form. And and clearly, as a conservative candidate for office, he is both a fan of abortions and no father households. Correct? Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. His uh, literally absentee fathers has been one of his contention points. It's been one of the things that he's bemoaned because that's. And the, that's an issue that you can try to use as a wedge to, against your opponent because you're a right. black guy. Your opponent is a Democrat who's also a black man in, in Reverend Warnock. So you gotta you got to explain that like you are a good example for uh, the black community as a father, and that like you understand what it means to ha- to, to be a stand up man, to be a good parent, to raise your kids not to father numerous children with women and then abandon them and pay for one of them to have an abortion. None of that. None of that at all. So I love the idea that like, even in a parallel universe where Herschel Walker isn't a crazy hypocrite who has like children with at least three different women, if I'm counting correctly, uh, like, even if he was just like a perfectly upstanding guy, I just love the idea that he's just like, I believe you should be there for your children. What does my opponent know about community? He's just a checks notes reverend. Oh shit. Oh, <laughs> oh beans. <laughs> oh yeah. He actually had a interview recently while all this shit was going down with uh, Fox news, I believe. And he, 
he said uh, basically, what is what is what does Warnock know about forgiveness? What does he know about redemption? And it's like it's his whole per- it's his whole life. He's a reverend. That's all what Christianity is all about: is forgiving people and redeeming them. Like this isn't even my God. You couldn't you couldn't be any harder in his wheelhouse if you tried. Well, if we have any good Christians listening to the show, I have I have good news for them. On top of the already good news of the good book, which is the Bible, because that is the best news, of course. Yeah. Uh, and that good news is everyone's already turning the other cheek for Herschel Walker, man. They're just like, hey, they're like, hey, man, like you, you know what? You done fucked it. Everybody sins sometimes. It's cool. Who did Herschel Walker play for? Uh, he played for the Georgia Bulldogs, which is why he's running for senator in Georgia. Oh, he was and- only college football? Oh no, he did. He made it to the pros. He was a Minnesota Viking and a Dallas Cowboy. Uh, he he had he had his time in the NFL, but he was like legendary at the college mm-hmm. level. Like he, he was good in the pros, but but in college he was an unstoppable unstoppable god. And that's why the Republican Party was just like, "Hey, you're a famous college football player from this state. How about, be, how about being a senator from this state? We got Tommy Tupperville elected senator in Alabama, and." So hey, I mean, this is clearly a winning strategy for us: is find someone related to college football, which is really weird because, like, the last season of his career, didn't he play for the aborting philanderers out of Chattanooga? <laughs> yes, <laughs> the Chattanooga aborting philanderers. It's so weird that they would that of all the college players, they would tap somebody who played for that. That was a good season for them. Yeah, yeah. Sh- shocking first round loss in the playoffs. A lot of people had them going all the way. They were supposed to win the bowl <laughs> that year. Yeah. And, uh, they, they they were supposed to make it to the full term of the games, but mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. they were prematurely taken out of the equation. It's so weird. Yes. <laughs> Did you fit them all in there? Yeah. And it's at the really end of the day, Herschel Walker got pay, got a paycheck for it because that's how the man operates. Yes. <laughs> uh, wow. What a what a what an interesting riff I've taken us down. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting to see how many more you had. I mean, I could like I could have kept going, but I think I feel like it was going to get Adult Swim style weird, and like yeah, Eric Andre it, was going to show up and be fucking unfunny for a while. So, it oh, turns in, yeah, it, it it turns into kind of a too many cooks situation where it becomes unfunny. Then you have to keep going until it comes back around. It's I like, mean, uh, so like honestly, like I can't. I, I came to Too Many Cooks like two years after it got popular. At some point, like I finally was just like. Maybe I should actually see what this is all about. It's only like 13 minutes or whatever. And uh, I'm not going to lie. By the end of it, I was just like, yeah, okay, that was pretty funny. I was like, I see what they did there, and it made me laugh. Good for them. (laughs) Uh, that, that, uh, That reminds me of the Adult Swim, like, commercial break, where they had, like, the triangle heads playing the drums with, like, babies and every like six months or so some QAnon promoter plays that clip and is like look at what these demons are doing this is stuff that's on tv it's like yeah that was on adult swim like a million years ago it's like calm down it's just like this like out, uh, just out farming outrage it's just outrage content they're like this is what these luciferian satanists put on television where they think we can't see it and it's like no it's on youtube if if you if you're of an age you saw it it's a thing it was just weird art shit that was the kind of stuff they played on adult swim at that time get oh, no way mike yeah. you're supposed to hate that you're supposed to hate that and you're supposed to love doctors who abuse puppies mike as much as i hate to ask you this question for another week what the fuck's going on with dr oz yeah. and like <laughs> and, and, 
And this so, time I, I mean it in the most sincerest terms because I, I heard you guys mention this or saw, read you guys mention this in the group chat like a couple of times. And I just like allowed myself to glaze over it because I knew we were going to get to another show. So I, I genuinely don't know what the fuck we are talking about right now. I just know that it involves Dr. Oz and a puppy. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it was, uh, it's not only dog, it's not only a puppy. It's appa- apparently a litter of puppies that were, uh, killed by Dr. Oz with, uh, by being injected with syringes of expired drugs. And, uh, uh this was some sort of bizarre medical experiment that Dr. Oz funded. Um, I don't know what sort of uh, medical uh, research they were attempting to gain from this, but bumming seemed... me out was the experience of how to bum Sarge the fuck out. Jeez, I can't believe that he was purposely poisoning those poor puppers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a, only a joke you'll understand if you uh, realize that it took me a moment to to divorce myself from the concept of a litter of puppies. Thank you. About. <laughs> I saw that his opponent, who is uh, Fetterman, who is beating him, called him out on this. Uh, so he he paid for this whole experiment. He did. Did he participate in it? Like. Do we have any details? Uh, I don't believe he physically participated in it. I just believe that, again, it was like the the unbelievably sketchy shit that Oz had done basically throughout his entire career as a quack cure salesman guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, does, it None of that actually lends me to believe that, oh, no, there's no way he would have done this. It's more just sort of like, yeah, that kind of tracks with like the Oz career path of just being a weird sociopathic monster that just is like, you know what? We we're testing our latest, like weird fat loss drug thing. And we need some animal experiments. So, Hey, here, here's some bucks, go kill some puppies and tell me if they lost weight in the process or whatever. I mean, maybe he just innocently thought that they were testing a dog euthanasia drug. (laughs) Has has anyone ever, has anybody ever considered that? Maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's just like, my God, you monsters! You've killed all these puppies. How? How like, could you? How could you kill all these puppies with my money? When I run for Senate in a decade or so, this is going to look really bad. If doctor, my opponent... doctor, that's what it's supposed to do. <laughs> oh, thank God that. As you were. Yeah, I'm gonna make a mint. Oh man! Oh yeah, Doctor Oz is really upset that like that doctor that Doctor Oz puppy euthanasia formula like made it to market like, and now people are finding out about it. It's like, oh man, that's really gonna make me look bad in the eyes of the public. So they're like they're like campaign strategists and stuff like involved with all these people's political campaigns. Yeah, like Marshall Walker's and Doctor Oz's campaigns were just like, we hope this story never comes out. That's their strategy. Like, yeah, I mean, it, like, you, you would hope that they at least know about it, right? Yeah. But it seems like if they knew about it, they would already have, like, stuff set in motion in case it comes out. But, I mean, I don't know about the Oz thing, because, again, I had no idea what we were talking about until just now. But based on the reaction I was seeing to it online, like, it doesn't seem like whatever spin doctor machine they had was really working. Yeah, I'm seeing, like, hashtag puppy killer Oz and all that kind of stuff. It's... Oh, fantastic. Well, there's your Halloween costume for the year. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you you have your friend as a puppy running away from you, and you're just like Doctor Oz with a giant syringe chasing after him. Uh, be great. It, it it's re- again, it's really amazing how pretty much like the, so many of these awful Republican candidates for Senate. They literally just got the nomination because Trump endorsed them, and Trump just doesn't have any vetting standards. He's just sort of like, hey, I was a television celebrity and I became president. Dr. Oz was a television celebrity. Why can't he be a senator? I endorse him. Nothing but good times from here. Yeah, Herschel Walker played football. Good enough for me. You got my endorsement, Herschel. Uh, J.D. Vance begged me to endorse him. I like groveling. Groveling's good. You got my endorsement. Uh, Peter Thiel told me that Blake Masters is a good guy. Boom, Blake Masters endorsed. Just winner after winner, hit after hit. Like Trump just banging these these absolute titans of politics out. It's incredible. I mean, the the man don't miss. Yeah, and uh, in a follow up from last week, we now know what I had uh, suspected. Uh, the the guy who was lying about his service. Uh, we saw that he had been demoted. I don't remember his name, uh, but we now know Maj- what- Majewski. Majewski. Majewski had been demoted, and I was like, "Well, there's only a few things that'll do that." And it barred him from reenlisting. It's because he was driving drunk on base in Japan. <laughs> That's a great way to get your ass kicked in the military. I'm sure. Yeah, they yeah they demoted him. Uh, and gave him, they threw the book at him and they were just like, we would prefer that you didn't join back up. But in his defense, what the fuck else are you going to do if you're posted on base in Japan? It's got to be like the safest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's nothing else going on there. Like, I mean, I guess North Korea sometimes fires a missile over you. But aside from that, like. <laughs> yeah, that's not in our notes, but that did happen this week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The other thing that was funny was that uh, he tried to play off that demotion. His his quote unquote reason for the demotion was that he got into a brawl. So like, <laughs> no, it was just one of those things, you know, when you're when you're doing secret missions in Afghanistan and you're and you're all like stressed out, you go to the bar to blow off some steam and then some guy, some jarhead gets in your face and you, you got to give him the business. And I just took things too far. That's why I got demoted. It's like, no, actually, you were driving drunk around a base. It wasn't some ultra manly toe to toe fisticuffs thing. And and you just had to pay the price for like taking some guy to the woodshed for besmirching your honor or like like sullying your lady's integrity or something nope nope you're you just drove drunk that's that's no, actually man. why it was it was exactly like the beginning of con air remember con air yeah <laughs> <laughs> just like con air uh, <laughs> M- M- mike de- mike deflated as soon as i said that mike do you not remember con air nope not in the slightest My i God. have <laughs> I remember the end of Con Air. I do not remember the beginning of Con Air. So you don't I got remember the virus, it, 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 the virus? It starts the way any movie would with uh, Nick Cage doing a Buckwild Southern accent, <laughs> returning as a hero for a war to rural Louisiana, where he gets into a fight after some good old boys who want to fuck his wife ambush him in a parking lot and then he accidentally kills one of them and then this louisiana judge is just like 
Well, I know you're a war hero, but here in the South, we don't cotton to that sort of thing. We hate our servicemen, so I'm sentencing you to maximum jail forever, prison for eternity to you. Yeah, war hero, extenuating circumstances. War hero, army ranger. They're just like you need to be held to a higher standard because you were trained as a weapon. Jail forever. Yeah, that's how (laughs) Air starts. Because that seems like it would make perfect sense. They were just like you, lily white Caucasian war hero Nick Cage, uh, who is an army ranger. You were ambushed by four guys. You got into a fight. You got your ass beat and you accidentally killed one of them. Uh, Jail forever. (laughs) Forever jail. The best part about that is, because again, I I don't remember the the start of the movie. I don't even know if I saw the opening of Con Air, but... I really enjoy the idea of the jury being like, you know what? Fuck that war hero. Fuck him. <laughs> like, 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 uh, like the, 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 they, they get the, uh, they get the, the, the judge is like, okay, now you can convict Nicholas Cage of second degree murder or third degree murder or manslaughter. They're like, no judge, we want a first degree charge on the docket. We want, we want to hang him high. Come on, judge, give it to us. We fucking hate the troops. It's like, they just like, all these evil woke liberal stereotypes in the in the jury uh, pool. They just can't wait to just get Nick Cage and send him to a supermax for the rest of his life. It's that's all they're dreaming of. But then yeah, he uh, so buy you justice for this yeah. army ranger. But then yes. he gets out because he uh, the the plane crashes and all the prisoners escape and he helps catch them all. So oh. they, they reevaluate his conviction. <laughs> And they give him even more time because they yeah, fucking got the military. Oh my god! <laughs> well, no, they, they they set him loose, but then like he's walking with his wife and his daughter, and they get mugged, and he accidentally kills that guy, and they're just like <laughs> jail forever. And he's like, I just heroically saved all of Las Vegas from this crashing airplane, and they're just like, cool life in jail, double, <laughs> double jail, super jail. We'll, 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 we will let them bury your body in a civilian uh, cemetery instead of just like throwing it in the back of the uh, back of the prison after you die and letting the vultures pick at it. We will we will accord you proper funeral rights now. That's all you get. That's that's a thin gruel we're willing to offer you. Okay. Well, speaking of uh, Caucasian men that are completely off their rocker, I don't actually know if Elon Musk is Caucasian. I, I don't even know if he's human. But Elon <laughs> Musk is who we're talking about next. We're going to talk about Elon Musk. Uh, because L's favorite. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, L just doesn't know what there is to talk about Elon Musk this week. So, okay, no, I, I L does know, or at least L will pretend to know. So, Elon Musk was just like, "Hey, I guess I'm going to buy Twitter after all." <laughs> I saw that, and I was genuinely like, I saw someone else on Twitter, but I also thought. Like, wonder what he's trying to cover up this time, because Elon will manipulate the media and the market. And he knows, like, the quickest way to do that is just throw something outrageous out there. I mean, is it to cover up for the fact that after bamboozling the world last year with an idiot in a robot costume this year, he trotted out his actual robot and it walked six feet and then waved? Yeah, I need to get this out of the news cycle. And it's just like, oh shit, it's the Honda robot from 2004. Look at it, wa- look at it walking slowly and waving. What it, what an absolute unit. I've never well, seen this happen before. 
it, 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 yeah, it, it's taken us only 60 years, but we finally made the robot Kennedy. We can finally put it in a car and it can wave. It can wave all day long. We yeah, it's like, perfection. meanwhile, Boston, I can go on YouTube and watch videos of Boston Dynamics robots doing backflips and shit. Like, just going, <laughs> like, just like sprinting down a hallway and then doing some yeah. like fucking parkour. It's crazy. Yeah. Boston Dynamics robots are like literally the watchers from Horizon Zero Dawn at this point, whereas Elon Musk has like shambling, shambling humanoid. It's like, come on. I mean, like we've already seen the post-apocalypse robots. Boston Dynamics has made them for us. We literally like once a month I see something from either China or France. It's it's usually not in America, but it's like somewhere something where some uh, government has done a bad thing with one of Boston Dynamics robot dogs. <laughs> people are just like, look, we told you they were going to turn those fucking robot dogs into weapons. We fucking warned you. you could have seen this coming. And it's like sci-fi movie ever. Right, right. Literally the robot dogs are Skynet. We fucking know that it's, it's the way this world works. Meanwhile, but I mean, isn't, isn't Boston Dynamics like openly funded by DARPA or whatever? Didn't we always like literally like, yes, no, that these are going to turn into like, yeah, these are definitely going to have military applications. <laughs> Like, of course they are. Like, probably not in dog form. It seems like what they're going to do is eventually there's going to be, like, a big fuck-off huge one that's, like, the size of a rhino that just walks cargo to places. Like, they're probably not going to fucking mount up with guns or anything. That's very impractical. We have an unlimited amount of meat people that can do that. We don't need to spend money on robots. The robots will carry our stuff, do the things that human beings can't do unless you have a yeah. lot of them and you treat them very badly. Right. And And, and the thing is, is, like... A robot, like one of the Boston Dynamics robot dogs with like a gun on its back, is not a very stable shooting platform. Like that's not like how this would actually work. But I mean, that, anyways, that's Although, imagine, imagine scale one up. Yeah, mount a oh, yeah. mount a mount a mini gun at the back of it and have like a dude riding it in the battlefield. I mean, that's a demoralizer right there. <laughs> <laughs> it will t- temporarily make the opponents forget that they can just drone that guy to death. They'll be like, oh my <laughs> yeah. god. What an absolute unit! Oh wait, we could just shoot it from the sky. We could just we could just drop a grenade on it from four hundred feet. Yeah, we could just we yeah. could just throw the shit out of this guy and every other guy. Yeah, <laughs> drones kind of make every drones take the fun out of like mil, the military because it's like, oh my god, look at that weapon! It's like, can it stop a drone? No, can't. Then fuck it then. Yeah, why are there why are there why are there ground troops anymore, guys? Just get get with the drone program. It was like uh, it was like that dark period of time in Magic the Gathering where people were like, oh, look at this cool creature. It's like, can it survive a flame tongue, Kavu? No. Fuck it. Worthless then. Dog shit. If it's not pro red or got five on the butt, fucking useless. So, I mean, who cares? Yeah, Elon <laughs> Musk just needs to, like, like between our drone technology and Elon Musk's incredible robot, surely we don't need to ever lose another human soldier on the battlefield ever again. Yes. Have Elon's fleet of robots slowly shamble and wave at them. Yeah. People are like, oh my god, the, the, those robots, they have to have bombs in them or something. Like It's like the ultimate bluff. The, they, we, the other side just thinks those robots are dangerous, and they just back away from them, and the robots never do anything, but no one ever calls the bluff. Because why, why would you do that? Why would you risk the robot blowing up on you? Fuck that shit. I'm just leaving. It's like that school of thought where if you get like mugged or something, you just like get naked and go all crazy and just hope to, you, you make them think that it's not worth it. It's sort yes. of like the like like getting big in front of a bear. You're just like, you know, you know what? If I ever get mugged, I'm just going to act all crazy. It's like first of all, 
you're never going to do that. You're a coward. Uh, <laughs> and when somebody pulls a gun or a knife on you, we should all be pretty cowardly uh, and just fucking give it up. Whatever. It's just tough. Uh, but like, uh, but also, uh, you're not going to do that for a variety of reasons because like, I just don't think you've got the Velcro pants on all the time and it's going to be pretty hard for you to get nude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so our boy Elon, uh, besides having his crummy walking robot, uh, so basically the timeline of all this was uh, the first thing that happens is the first taste of discovery between the Twitter Elon lawsuit uh, breaks out. And it's a bunch of tweets or it's a bunch of text messages between Elon and other people that show that Elon and his friends are kind of just weird right wing tech bro morons. And they're talking about, quote unquote, getting the boss back on here, which they believe is like an allusion to Trump. And at one point they're talking about having they're having talking about having Blake Masters, our soon to be failed senatorial candidate from uh, Arizona, uh, like in charge as like a vice president of like integrity or something like that. And so all of these messages come out and they basically make it look like Twitter is going to be just uh, gab for a little while. And then it's going to just die and lose all its value. And literally the day after all these text messages come out, because this is how discovery works. Elon's like BT dubs. I'll just buy Twitter. Like this whole lawsuit, <laughs> this nice. whole thing. Oh, I I'll just buy it. And and while that's going on, um, Elon yeah, don't decided, worry about it. I'll just buy it. Yeah, I'll just buy it. I'm, we're, we're good. We're good. I'll, I'll, I'm just going to buy it. And, and while this is going on, Elon made a post was just sort of like, hey, everybody, here's my awesome plan for peace in Ukraine, which was pretty much just like literally what the Kremlin wanted it to be. Like, this is all like pro-Russia talking points. Oh, yeah. Super pro-Russian talking points. <laughs> And then, uh, so Elon holds a poll where he thinks his brilliant uh, take is going to win the day. His poll, he loses the poll in crushing fashion. He blames bots for attacking his poll and making him lose. And and this was before, yeah, this was before he offered to buy Twitter. So, like, literally, the guy who's got, like, like I don't know, 5 million followers or whatever on Twitter posts a poll, gets a result he doesn't like, blames bots for the result, and then is like, I'll still buy the company I, at the grossly overinflated price I offered to buy it for. And... He then continued to double down on this whole thing. He was posting like maps of Ukraine showing that like the eastern section of Ukraine voted for Russian uh, parliamentary uh, parties in the last election for their Ukrainian parliament, while the West voted for more Ukrainian uh, parties. And he's like, look, the East wants to be part of Russia. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, this is just guys, what? This is just common sense. I don't get it. I don't. I don't know why you're all so upset with me for just pointing things out as the, as the way they are. And it's. And then someone pointed out to him, like, "Hey, Elon, here's the results of uh, Zelensky's election." And it was like literally the entire country voting for Zelensky, and like his opponent, who only got like twenty four percent of the vote, winning very small packets of Ukraine here and there. And that whole Eastern Russian side of uh, Ukraine was like. We're, we're for the, we voted for Zelensky overwhelmingly. The, the president, all of Ukraine supported him. We, we all voted for him. We did not vote for we did not vote for Russian invasion. I know that might sound odd, but we didn't vote for it. It's, it's weird. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. 
You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, it, sounds, so, it sounds like horseshit to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen, it is. I mean, well, according, according to Vladimir Putin, those places are Russia now, so... Yeah. <laughs> all of Ukraine could do whatever the fuck it wants, but Russia's got some. They just discovered some new territory in Russia. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, they, it it took. I mean, it was a deadly expedition. It took you know like hundreds of thousands of dead soldiers to find it, but they found unexplored territory in Russia. <laughs> it's so weird. They held yes. some very normal. Very real elections. Don't worry about it. Shut up. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, our, so our boy Elon uh, peddling this Russian propaganda, and what this was about was that Putin was like, quote unquote, trying to reframe the way the war uh, looks and the, what's going on. And so, Russia had these quote unquote referendums, where, as a lot of people were pointing out there were people having a gun pointed at their faces and they were told to check the right box off. And if you checked off the wrong box, you might get shot. So checking the right box is a really good idea. Mm-hmm. And the, this referendum was, are you in favor of Russia annexing your province to be part of Russia? And in a shocking landslide, all four provinces voted overwhelmingly in favor of annexation. We, which is, we love Russia. Please don't kill our families. Yeah, yes, absolutely. We we love our families and we love Russia only slightly less than our families who will be gunned down in front of our very eyes if we don't vote yes for this uh, referendum. <laughs> so, yeah. And base. Oh, God, let me tell you when uh, Putin had his big rally and said that the results were in and these these provinces have been annexed. And if the evil Ukrainians and NATO try to take these provinces, now they're attacking Russia itself and there will be dire consequences. Oh, man, you have never seen QAnon so happy in your life. Oh, yeah. oh, they were like, oh, Putin just checkmated NATO. He just told Biden where to stick it. And it's, this is something that is really, it's all over truth social media. Just people being like, I love Vladimir Putin. He's the greatest. And it's like, you know, that's, that's what I think of when I think of an American patriot, someone who's it's just like really weird. Yeah. Just aggressively pro-Russian dictator. That's what makes you a patriot in America. Yeah. It, it, I saw the post when you, you posted that and I was like, this is bizarre. Like, it's just yeah. weird. Yeah, it's just dude. Putin's just got that charisma, man. Like the Republicans just crave like doughy old alpha men. They what they is... just 
they just love like they love a dad bod, but they also love pretending that it's in like an Adonis. They're like, oh, that dad bod. And it's just like, have you seen Trump's abs? They're incredible. What he's got <laughs> is some sort of intestinal cancer and it's going to find him eventually. And he's doing all this to like cement his name in history, like taking back Ukraine for Russia. And it is not working. Also, again, uh, all this nuclear posturing, like, I guess, I mean, it, like, literally, if you're just absolutely, I mean, if he's absolutely off his rockers and he just knows that he's dying soon, then maybe he just gets desperate enough to do a nuclear or anything. But mm-hmm. failing that specific set of circumstances, I can't imagine any rational person just being like, yeah, you know what I'm going to do? Use the first nuclear weapon in like 70 years uh, because yeah. I'm sure that the world's going to react very strongly in favor of that. Note they will not. Yeah, sure. Sure, China. Sure, China is going to be real excited to be next next door to where the nukes are flying. Yeah, and that's the thing that's like so wild about all of this is that like even like with all of the shit Putin's been trying to do and this whole oh Russia's going to be amazing. It's like literally even if everything broke exactly the way you wanted it to, you're, you're just going to be China's bitch in the Russia, China partnership. Like China's eating your lunch, bro. They have way bigger economy. Their soldiers have 10 pack abs to your eight pack abs. You just, you just can't rate when it comes for dictators, when it comes between you and G, she's just got you beat, man. And also like it, even if uh, we don't, we don't know, like their closeness, maybe, meant that China has always known that Russia is a huge nothing when it comes to their military. But man, watching Russia get pantsed can't be good for that power dynamic, right? Like, (laughs) China's like, we literally don't even have to worry about your military. And we've got all the other bases covered. We're beating you, like, our population is larger. We make more money than you. Like, we're, like, people don't think we're a joke. The The way that they think you're a joke. To do business with us. Yeah, we're very important. Like, they're just like, dude, if if Russia didn't have, like, oil and natural gas, they wouldn't have fucking anything. So that's (laughs) going to be a real fun partnership for them going forward. Yeah. A partnership which, again, I have to imagine will probably end if Vladimir Putin starts some sort of nuclear escalation on, like, that side of the world. Like, literally, like, next door to China, let's blow up some nukes. Seems. Oh, that that's when you see China just be like, no, oh, NATO, you just want a, a shiny new China, and uh, a shiny new Russia, and you just want to break it up into a bunch of, like, toothless countries? Cool. Go for it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! God, China would wash their hands of uh, hands of Russia so goddamn quick. And so, so QAnon very happy about the rally and Putin announcing of the results. Uh, QAnon, however, deathly silent about what's going on in the past week, which is basically Ukraine taking back much of this territory that was allegedly politically annexed by Putin. Yeah. Like, like I, I'll be honest, like I watch the maps online, but I don't know these cities' names. I don't know here and there, but I know like the various like targets of the Ukrainian counteroffensives. And every day it's like, oh, they captured this, they captured this. Oh, I didn't think they could take this, but obviously the Russians were just abandoning everything. So the Ukrainians were like, why not? And and that's the th- and that's the thing is that uh QAnon cannot talk about this because it's reality and it's something they can't spin. It's not an election they can claim was stolen. It's not anything like that. This is just 
Russia's military is just getting mushed over and over and over again by Ukrainian's military. Ukraine even issued a statement recently that they were like, hey, uh, we were going to conscript everybody in the country, but we've decided we've decided not to. We've decided we've got enough. We've got enough soldiers right now. We're good. And if people want to volunteer, they can come on in. But like right now, we're, we're pretty OK with our troop, our troop levels. Our troop levels are solid. Meanwhile, you have Russia literally throwing in untrained conscripts to the front lines as chum, as literal just meat shields. Oh yeah, I was uh, I was reading some uh, some article on the AP News. I think it was either today or yesterday, and accompanying it were photos. And the journalists on site reported that they saw at least just eighteen soldier corpses just like left behind when the Ukrainians retook this place. They were just like corpses lying in the streets. And the Ukrainians were just like, yeah, I mean, we went and we, we took care of our dead. But like these Russian guys, I mean, like nobody's coming for them. <laughs> <laughs> like these these corpses are just here now. This is just they're just dead here forever. Yeah. It's quite sad. <laughs> and there was uh, there was like a, a sign. Of, there was like a protest. Uh, some Russian soldiers like elected like company leaders to protest lack of pay and materials and the fact that like they're really not happy with like, the way they're being treated it, it like like you it is impossible to explain how low russian morale is in this whole thing because they know even even with all the russian propaganda and all this shit they know that like they aren't getting like the proper materials to fight this war and the fucking ukrainians are just having america and the west throw blank check after blank check at them and just <laughs> shipping in more hardware and it's like you're sitting here with like a fucking rifle from world war ii and then a drone drops a grenade 10 feet to your left and blows up two of your friends and you're just like okay this is great like i've i've got a rifle that's jamming up that hasn't that has been around for almost a hundred years and the other side is literally having drone strikes with precision grenades that are like killing my friends it's just it's just really obvious like that russia obvious putin had to have thought that like his army was capable of doing this and obviously his military leaders lied to him constantly they're like oh no no we got this they could not lie he set up this like feedback room oh oh, where they had to tell him what he wanted to hear oh oh, god it was a feedback loop where yeah like you tell putin the military is ready to kick some ass or you get killed so you tell him the military is ready to kick some ass and then like what's so funny about all of this is you know Putin thought Trump was getting reelected. You know that Putin just looked at the <laughs> shit. And was, and he was just like, yeah. he's like these fucking Americans reelected George H W Bush. They elected that. They elected like W that moron. They reelected Clinton. They reelected Obama. Like once you get in, you get eight years. So Putin's like putting all his pieces on the chessboard. And he's moving things around, and he's like, okay, once like Trump gets back in, we'll declare the war. And then he's like, what? Biden won? What the fuck? No. How? How How could that fucking old dullard idiot beat my guy? What the shit? And then he's like, ah, fuck it. Just invade anyways. Trump did enough damage in his four years. It'll work out. Smash cut to it not working out. And it's like, it's like, narrator. It didn't work out. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's just really wild that 
it, it, uh, I saw uh, there was like a headline that was like CIA thought Kiev would fall in three days. Was shocked it didn't. And it's like, yeah, I mean, pretty much everyone thought, yeah, the Russian military is a real deal. And then it's like, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Not even close. <laughs> yeah, and it turns out that uh, that sacrificing a significant portion of them for a failed campaign in your like plucky little brother's territory uh is probably not doing anything to strengthen the old uh the old uh army of the motherland (laughs) oh man do we have listener questions do we want to answer some listener questions that sounds like a thing we could potentially do our listeners got questions we got answers it's time for q and a yeah, I mean, want to is probably pretty strong. It's strong. Wants yeah. <laughs> doing a lot more, of heavy like, lifting. More like sentence. will do. Yeah, <laughs> I can contractually obligated to answer the listener questions uh, as per uh, the covenant we have signed with our audience. Uh, before before we did that, I just wanted to give a quick shout out about the fact that we now have like decrim- federally decriminalized weed. Like uh, dark branded is now dank branded. Like yeah, that dude. Was- Mike, could you believe that tens of thousands of people on Twitter and as of this recording, the leading headline on Huffington Post stole my hilarious Dank Brandon meme? (laughs) I was the first person to call Dank Brandon. It was me. I was witty and clever and I did it first. Everybody (laughs) Everybody else owes me some royalties. I will take it. Five bucks? They owe me, uh, it's a percentage. So for those of you who are making very little off of my hilarious joke, you owe me very little. And for those of you that are wallowing in my jokes, cash, like the Huffington Post, uh, Ariana Huffington or whoever you sold it to, you owe me a hell of dough. And I will take that in the form of cryptocurrency, please. I, I, I Only your sassiest ape non-fungible tokens, please and thank you. <laughs> I am looking at the gif of uh, Dark Brandon's uh, laser eyes on the Huffington Post headline. So that is... I believe you mean Dank Brandon? Yeah. Yes, yes. (laughs) So uh, anyhow, um, Pancake Peasant asks, uh, Tom and Giselle have reportedly hired divorce lawyers. Is there any QAnon angle or conspiracy on either of them? Um, QAnon's kind of uh, like neutral on brady uh giselle is a witch giselle is a monster uh all of her kind of new agey shit is obviously evil bad uh, demonic spirits isn't brady like uh, in their corner is he like a trump guy uh he's a quiet trump guy like uh just, he he didn't uh the last uh, super bowl the patriots won uh I, I, he didn't go to the rally he didn't go to the presidential uh meet and greet he didn't do the, the, the gripping snack snack grab yeah he didn't he didn't get a whopper and do the grip and grin with trump he uh he snubbed the white house there i don't know (laughs) but i mean he's a he's a caucasian male that enjoys football and sells weird supplements he should be like a god to these people you know yeah he he is a wacked he's like he's already a grifter if you haven't there's several youtube videos breaking down the the tb12 uh, program and man, I thought he made enough money. He didn't need to grift his fans. Okay, so well, maybe he does it count as him being a grifter if he's also a victim. Like, the is grifting? there a, is there a chance that he has just been like actually hooked by this weird guru guy that's actually because you know like 
Tom Brady's not in there mixing up the formula and shit. Like he's got a guy, he's got like a quack doctor that does that for him. Yeah. That's Alex Guerrero, his trainer that the Patriots and Belichick hated. And that was like, that was one of the, like the souring points between the two is like Brady wanted Guerrero in the locker room. And Belichick was like, no, the, we have, t- we, we have team doctors. I'm not letting your fucking quack into the room. Fuck you. Belichick so, was like, nobody even remembers former WWF wrestler Eddie Guerrero. Get the fuck out of here, Tom Brady, with that shit. Nobody cares. Aaron Hernandez could not bring in Big Van Vader, and you may not have Eddie Guerrero. And Tom was like, I don't even know what you're talking about, old man. And Belichick was like, NWO for life. It's like, oh, God. Fucking yeah, Belichick. As, as they're willing about it, a stretcher. Yes. <laughs> Operation is like, uh, yeah, the coach started acting really weird. He started saying all sorts of words. He started calling this guy Eddie. I started I listening it. to Mox, John Moxley's audiobook. And uh, when they started up The Shield, they didn't know if people would sell for them. So their whole plan was, well, there's three of us. And if people wouldn't sell for them, they just beat the shit out of them. That is, uh, yeah, oh, God, o- old-timey wrestling and the threat of uh, implied violence was always there, and that's awesome. Uh, I remember um, in the ancient times, the guy that was going to lose the title to Bruno San Martino, who then held it for seven years, allegedly, like, he really tried to avoid having that wrestling match, and supposedly he was told he was going to win when he got in the ring with Bruno, and then the bell rang, and Bruno was like, hey, we can do this the easy way, or we can do this the hard way. And forty five and forty five seconds later, Bruno San Martino was the champion of the world. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how that happens. So there's but already anyway, a podcast so, called Wrestle Talk, and I forgot yes. what our original question was. Uh, it, it, we're, it, we're talking about how QAnon feels about Tom Brady and uh, Giselle uh, splitting, oh, and yeah. they, they should be devastated like the rest of us. I oh, heartbroken. It's like uh, they're like American royalty, and uh, truly they are the new Kennedys, and seeing them split up is uh, devastating. Yeah. I think the main reason why QAnon doesn't have uh, hard opinions about Tom Brady is they already have their hero and anti-vaxxer Aaron Rodgers. They already have like they already have the big-time quarterback who was like, I ain't taking the vaccine. Screw it. So they were like, yeah, we, we, already, got it. we already got our hero. Brady Brady got vaccinated. He's a bitch. He's a beta. Fuck him. Even though he won the Super Bowl and Rogers like hasn't won one in a million years and never will. So great. Yeah, Brady. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers is also on the opposite end of the of the the god to these people spectrum because uh, he was dating that girl that was like twenty five years younger than him. So, <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Shaylee Wood Woodry or whatever it There's is. A lot of those out there. And she she was like she was batting hard for him too. She she's she seems like a ride or die type of partner. She was just like everybody's talking shit about my man, but fuck him. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dick him down in this bathroom or whatever she said. I don't know. Uh, but she, I, I do remember that she was very much supportive of him, which in this instance bad because the things he was espousing were stupid and wrong. But in general, you know that's a good impulse. Support your partner. Like you love to see it. Maybe not dating it and maybe not dating somebody who's like 40 or whatever when you're 23. But, um, you know, aside from that, it's all good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So thank you for the question that derailed us brutally. Uh, much appreciated. Um, Me Bad asks, have you seen Above Majestic? And do you think Jordan Sather did a good job as a producer? Um, a, 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 Above Majestic is a nutso conspiracy movie about everything. Literally every nutty bullshit <laughs> thing that exists. Uh, 
me and I believe the QAnon Origins Project and Sarah Antonio. I probably got her last name wrong because my brain is made out of pudding right now. But we we actually did a like a, a watch along where we did like an MST3K as we watched it and reacted to it. And um, that movie has everything. It has adrenochrome. It has uh, a Nazis living under the South Pole. Awesome. Uh, it's just it's just batshit insane, and it's really awesome because uh, Jordan Sather is the guy who comes out and pisses and moans about Jasira, Nisira, JFK Jr., and he's like, "You dumb dumbs will believe any dumb shit and making the movement look bad. We gotta rein things in." And it's like, "You believe in Nazis living under the South Pole? You think Nikola Tesla created free energy and the government's hiding it from us?" Medbeds, yeah, medbeds. I always forget about med beds. So two weeks ago, my uh, local nerd trivia, they were like, the next round is conspiracy theories. And my teammates slid the the answer sheet over to me. And I was like, I, I might not know them. No, I knew all five of them because they're all babies. <laughs> they're all babies first conspiracy theories. And they're like, what airport? And I was like, Denver. Just, just, he doesn't even finish the question, Denver. Uh, and it, it was a bummer because they're all babies first conspiracy theories, because if you go any deeper than that level, they get racist so quick, they get anti-Semitic. <laughs> and I was like, Man, he, I thought about it. I was bummed out that they couldn't do any like crazier ones, but I was like, wow, if you don't want to talk about Nazis, you really can't go below this level of conspiracy theories. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, uh, in this round, it's a list, and we're going to need you to list from top to bottom the best races. Go. <laughs> All I'm thinking is like uh, they ask uh, they ask a question that's a little too spicy about conspiracies, mm-hmm. and like you buzz in or whatever, and you're like the protocols of the elders of Zion, and then everyone else who knows yeah. the answer starts giving you the side eye. Where they're just like, why do you know that? And you're like, because uh, I research conspiracy theories. Like, yeah, that's why I, you know that. I mean, then, then you encounter you you counter their side eye with your Illuminati eye, and you just put the you just put the circle around your eye immediately to let them all know you're cool. You're like, I'm cool. I'm holding up my chemtrails book, which uh, a close friend of mine saw when he came over, and he's like, I know you have this for your podcast. Otherwise, I'd be very worried. And I'm like, it's it's so hard to read. Like it's the, as we've talked about. Don't worry, Sarge, you'll get the hang of it someday. Yeah, it is, <laughs> it's very. I I try. I sound them out phonetically, but <laughs> oh, I, see, you, uh, Sarge held up his book that was about chemtrails and harp, and that reminded me of the the awesome photo that's going around the internet of uh, Biden and some guy from Florida really broing it out and Jill Biden's talking to the guy. And then in the foreground, you have DeSantis DeSantis just looking like the biggest sad baby in the world while the president's just like presidenting in the background. It's so perfect. If if DeSantis has a PR team, he needs to fire them for letting that photo get out of like the ultimate Chad Virgin moment of him and Biden. Yeah. (laughs) Did did we somehow matroska ourselves like 12 layers deep in bullshit are we still technically answering the tom brady question uh no we were talking no, about above, we were talking about above majestic which above we got majestic. Above majestic. i haven't i haven't seen I, I don't know google drive me that i'm i'm vaguely interested i'll give my thoughts on it that was oh, why it, i had forgotten because i don't know what that is i'm assuming it's some dumb bad piece of media that is about a bunch of conspiracy <laughs> horseshit but going into this like i had no idea what that was it could have been anything. yeah 
it, 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 it is exactly what you just said it was. It is exactly just a ridiculously horrible uh, movie um, about just every conspiracy theory that's ever existed. It's just absolute clown shit of the highest order. So uh, thank you for the question. Uh, Cleodora Silvestri, who is again writing, clicking on your NFTs, asks, what is the worst casino game and why is the answer Kino? Um, uh, I don't know. All the Kino tables I've seen, they give you that free soup, right? <laughs> it's the, the Chinese players love Kino and they always bring you that free soup. And I think that's something uh, else. I mean, maybe maybe that maybe that's what keto is like where you're from but having spent a lot of time in the new england area i'm here to tell you that uh no the, all of the people playing keto are a bunch of saddled white people <laughs> yeah uh keno the thing about keno for me is i don't really consider it a casino game it's more of a lottery thing because uh i see people playing keno at the local convenience store and yeah, stuff I'm thinking like that. Of something else uh, to me, like the the worst casino game is the Big Six Money Wheel because your odds on that thing are unbelievably bad. It's like if if you wanted to play roulette but you just wanted to lose even more aggressively than you would lose at roulette, then by God, play the Big Six Money Wheel because uh, it will absolutely it will absolutely fucking destroy you. No, the worst casino game is poker because in this dumb game, a woman can just jack off suit call a man and win which clearly means cheating there's rampant cheating in in fucking poker so it's the worst game because to be fair this was fucking unprompted i did not tell sarge to say that woman can't beat man Woman, woman can't beat man to be fair there's cheating across all of these activities i'm seeing a lot of headlines call these things sports and it's just like you need to calm down one of them is chess (laughs) <laughs> woman woman no beat man in game where card flip random <laughs> i mean to oh, be yeah. fair there is a level of poker play that is so bad it looks like cheating yeah and then i love that fucking dude tweeted out and he's there's a lot of negative attention on me right now and i want to refocus it on big brothers big sisters and i was like of course you want to get the the heat off of you <laughs> what an yeah. idiot yeah, like the the thing to me is it's like I all of it I don't care about. Like literally the hand, all of it I don't care. Have an investigation. The fact that he hit her up for the money and got it back was ridiculous. Like until you can prove she cheated you, guess what? That's fucking poker. That dude, if you follow the hustler streams, that dude always shows up super rolled. Like whatever the game is, everybody else has got like two hundred thousand dollars in front of him. That dude has a half million in front of him all the time. He is like, and he's the star of the show. Why would Hustler Casino want to rip that guy off? Like, why would they want to fuck with him? It's ridiculous. Like, I, I've had people argue all kinds of ridiculous stuff about. Oh, she knew what the runout was going to be, and it's like, no, there's no way she could know what the, what the runout was. That level of like hacking a shuffle master, you can't do that. It's, and if you could, then boy howdy, that that requires an inside man and hustlers unsafe, and no one should play in that building. Like it's not even. Like, I, I oh, say God. this knowing who my co-host is and what his Twitter handle is. The fucking Twitter, the poker bros on Twitter are some of the vilest 
most misogynistic. They're they are worse than some of the QAnon people. Oh yeah, dude, no, they're, they're like, fucking like, terrible. Quote, quote unquote, quote unquote, poker culture fucking blows, and that's why that's why it, it bubbled real big and then burst because it turns out that like nobody wants to be mired in that shit. It doesn't have like the same like jovial fun nature that like rooting for a football team or a baseball team does. It's like you know, like uh, being being involved in poker culture is just sort of like. At its best, it's a very solitary affair, and at its worst, it's like a very toxic affair. Because I've seen like, so many people called the best casuals. Poker, the, be, the best poker player I knew in person was like at their best when they were just like sitting silently at their computer, like fourteen tabling some online poker site, and then they were just like, "Oh, I won like two hundred thousand dollars today." And it's like bully for you, mate, but you haven't said a word in like twelve hours. Oh yeah, like like there was a. Um... There was a an AMA on Reddit from a guy that was like a high level poker player, and someone asked, someone was like, "Hey man, like, what's what, how great is it to just like crush online poker and all this stuff?" And his response was basically that he hated it, that it was incredibly dull and boring to him because he was just like literally clicking on a mouse all day and just like he knows the math, he's got the math down cold on like when to bluff, when to bet, all this kind of stuff, and he was just like, if he basically said, if there was anything else I could do to make this kind of money, I would do it, but I don't. So I'm just like trapped. I basically have to be on my computer like six hours a day, just clicking these buttons, watching these hands like wash over me. And at the end of the day, I'm like, eh, I'm up like $6,000, could have been down $20,000, could have been up $35,000 tomorrow, be back at it again. And it's just, it's just super boring and super grindy. And yeah, it's like that's the people like, that it's like the people that that can like the the people that speed solve a Rubik's cube, like yeah, oh, learning yeah. how to do that. I'm sure is immensely Baffling. fulfilling, and there's probably incredible moments like when you're taking down like events and setting records and stuff. But then, like, imagine doing that. And they're just like, okay, now for your job, you're going to do that from between six and twelve hours a day, almost every day for indefinite. Have fun. Enjoy <laughs> that Rubik's cube. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, on much lower stakes, uh, I watch like the the pros of magic and they're just like yeah we rented a house a week before the big event and all we do is jam matchups all day every day before the big event and i'm like i love magic the gathering that that is way too much magic it's just that level of event prep i'm like i I will never be that level at something like that because i just go out of my mind yeah, especially yeah. like especially back in the day when like the pro tour would be at like Honolulu and you'd hear about like the big like like oh, yeah. you know pro, pro houses where they were just on the beach in Honolulu just jamming magic matches and like ignoring the fact that they were in paradise. Anyway, yeah. what question are we supposed to be answering? Jesus, well, the worst, worst casino game. It's poker. The answer is poker. <laughs> uh, poker. We we have big wheel. I mean, I haven't been in a casino for a long time, so I guess I'll just say roulette. I've always hated roulette. I'll, just... I'll say. I'll say craps because every time I've approached a craps table, I was I've been told no, you're not allowed to come up yet. You have to bet here, and I'm just like, I, I, you guys want to take my money, but no one's willing to explain how this game works. So fuck craps, like fuck that game. Oh, I, I am here for your craps one on one tutorial. I love craps. I love explaining craps to people. It's all I do at my job. People walk over to the craps table. They have no idea what's going on. I educate them. I, I I'm I'm the devil. I'm basically someone just lure like instead king of luring dice. you instead of yeah oh god uh, am I king dice yes I instead of luring you into QAnon I lure you into betting the odds on on the pass line and 
then telling you about the cum line and hearing the jokes about coming and don't coming. Ha <laughs> ha! Because it's so witty and clever. But yes. All um, right. Not I don't get it. Yes, nor should you. Uh, Reverend Xenofact asks, I've seen some Q-types loving on Iran, and I have to ask why. A weak power, non-Christian, a traditional enemy, and it's clear the population there hates leadership. Is there anything beyond how Q-balls hate America? Misogyny. Uh, uh, No. Uh, The reason why Q loves Iran is because Iran is part of the QAnon mythos. Um, Oh, I I thought it was just they're beating up women. No, the, the 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 QAnon is support is in support of the women's rebellion in Iran. They support uh, the toppling of the Iranian regime uh, because uh, during Trump's uh, summit meetings with Kim Jong Un, Q had created this narrative that um, that Q team had assassinated the leaders of the CIA who are actually controlling Kim Jong Un in North Korea. And that North Korea was being liberated from the deep state and being placed under the actual rule of the benevolent uh, Kim Jong-un and his uh, his family. And everything was going to be just puppy dogs and roses because we had saved uh, North Korea from the deep state. And what Q would say after finishing these statements was, quote, Iran next. So the next country on the list of, of countries to liberate from the deep state was Iran. And whenever there'd be protests in Iran while Q was posting, Q would be like, people of Iran, we hear you. You will be free, Q. So very much um, QAnon is all about Iranian revolution because Q has called out. It's part of their prophecy. It's part of the prophecy. Iran's government is deep state. They're the bad guys. And uh we will vanquish them and install uh, Iranian patriot government, a government that is anti-deep state. It will be a good government. So it's, um, yeah, that is basically why Iran, why QAnon is so pro-Iran, and, and pro-Iran uh, protest movements. They're they are against the actual regime because that's the line in the sand that Q draw, had drawn. What's really funny is that like Q was always really anti-China, but uh, because Biden and China are butting heads a lot, QAnon has no idea how they feel about Xi and the uh, Chinese. Like one day Xi is a patriot, the next day China is deep state. So they just ping pong back and forth there because they don't have any firm grasp on what's going on other than their hatred of Biden and what China's doing this day to like thumb their nose at him or not. So I'm actually going to steal a question here. I heard a term for the first time on another podcast. I'm curious if you can give me a succinct answer here. What is pastel QAnon? Okay, so pastel QAnon is basically a new agey, hippy-dippy, crunchy forms of alternative medicine where like you reject vaccines for like crystals and chakras and aligning your third eye. And it's also about like, quote unquote, save the children. It's getting on the fringes of QAnon, but you don't know about adrenochrome. You might even not know about Q himself or what QAnon is, but you're just just getting, you're just getting the tendrils. You're just the anti-vax, the save the children, like those things that like you've, you you found a way to reason yourself into an anti-vaccination uh, point of view. You didn't do it through QAnon, but you got there. And who doesn't want to save children? Who doesn't want to protect kids? 
so that's what Pastel Anon is. It's just a different on-ramp to QAnon where you might not even know that's what you're getting into when you're doing it. You're just sort of like, hey, I don't trust those vaccines. And my Reiki healer always makes me feel better after I have a session. So uh, why wouldn't I just stick with my new age crystal healing instead of using this chemical that's going to reprogram me? So that's Weird. what Pastel Anon cool. mostly is. Yeah, I just heard it for the first time. We've been doing this How for so incredibly long. bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I love how weird I love the weird tendrils that Q can get up in there. It's just like certainly there's no way that Q could get into like new age spiritualism and medicine, right? They're just like, oh, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe next week, uh, a, a week to prep, Mike, if you want to. Uh, I would like to hear next week uh, a breakdown of what the fuck QAnon looks like these days. We're we're several years on, and like I know the movement's fairly fractured, and we haven't done this in quite a while. It might be fun to just kind of take a look at the movement, just a breakdown of where the players are and what they're doing. I'm here for that. No problem. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that is the podcast, but we we haven't really focused on that in a while. Yep, I'm, I'm here for you. I am here to help. So no problem at all. Uh, Klutz Zero says, uh, do you think MTG's Democrats are already killing us line at that rally will be picked up by any other demagogues? Mm. Um, I, the thing that was is that when she said it, it was very really violent. kind of horrible. Yeah, it was very violent and very horrifying, but it kind of got lost in the in the shuffle pretty quickly. I mean... Uh, which is a good thing. I mean, I think she's going to say that that kind of outrageous shit to try to get more attention on herself because that's how she operates. But um, it's it's just really shitty to start making claims like, oh, they're killing us. So since they're killing us, I mean, it's not that bad if we start killing them. I mean, it's just going down this path of dehumanization and uh, making violence acceptable as an outcome for what's going on. And uh, all of that is uh, aggressively no bueno. But like, for the moment, thankfully, it, it it appears to have gone nowhere. So I am grateful for that. Don't worry. She'll, she'll, yeah. she'll bring Give it back up again. Can you imagine like workshopping that one and then having it fall flat because it just got like swept up in a sea of other bullshit? And you're like, damn it. Did, I she, really say it? Did she say that pre or post-divorce? Uh, that was pre-divorce, I believe. That was that, oh. that was like, <laughs> like, like I, I think like that came out around the time of the Lizzo flute incident, and that kind of sucked all the oxygen out of the room. It was like Marjorie Taylor Greene is talking is like stoking political violence. Oh my God, a black woman played a flute. Oh, we know what we're going to talk about. It's just like, oh man. I mean, it's like, it's like, God damn it, really, Lizzo got to steal my thunder. Marjorie Taylor Greene's just pouting in the corner. Yeah, she she got home from that rally or whatever. She gave her she gave her big uh, her big line about. Democrats killing them, and then she walked into her house, and there was like a shadowy, clearly liberal figure. He had like a pride flag, a patch on him, or whatever. Uh, and uh, like with her back towards her, she's like, "What are you doing?" And he's just like, "I'm killing your husband." She's like, "No, my husband." And then he turns around, and her husband's there, safe and sound. And it turns out that that guy is a lawyer, and her husband's just like, "I want a divorce." And she was like, "Why'd you have to be so dramatic about this? I thought he was murdering you." He was like, "No, that would be crazy. Why would he be murdering me?" <laughs> We're gonna murder you in cross examination. Yeah, I mean, like, what, what, what is a divorce if not two spouses uh, killing their own marriage? <laughs> Remember when marriage used to mean something? Let's make America great again, guys. Yeah. 
Uh, and uh, Leech from BX says, uh, betting odds on another Q return before midterms. Um, I just, I don't see it because Jim's heart ain't in it. And he hated, he hated what happened. And Jim, like uh, Karma is always posting these like streams of Jim's where he's like talking to his cronies. And uh, they're, Jim's just mostly bitching about how unstable eight coon is and how hard it is to get the platform to work because they're just getting attacked by all these people that are trying to deplatform them. So all Jim ever does is just piss and moan about how oh, I can't keep the side up. We put up a new capuchera and it didn't work. And now we're just trying to like stop the bots. And he's, he's just a put upon like webmaster who can't keep his terrible toxic needs to be destroyed website from like going offline. Uh, I, I remember like someone at some point he had talked about getting tour operational on the site again. And it, and he had said also that like, it wouldn't be until January before all their fixes were in. So I don't think he's going to take another crack at Q until the site's absolutely totally stable because he knows how much heat it would put on the site if more Q drops started showing up. I think Rod would have to come back. Like, it, oh, Rod's coming back, but he's going to bust out that kill dozer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. R- tr- truly, R- Ron Watkins' kill dozer is the new Elon Musk owes me one million United States dollars. Once again, to stop talking about his deformed penis on my podcast, uh, which I say uh, having never seen or met the penis, but based on clues that we have discovered, possibly malformed. We'll go say, <laughs> go ahead and say 99% certain malformed. Yeah. I mean, you, you should be able to picture it. You should be able to point it out in a lineup from a mere glance. So that's, I mean, that would have to be some, that would have to be some distinct pain. <laughs> so Elon Musk, feel free to, uh, I, again, I'll, I'll, I, you know what, I'll, I'll if I, if I'm going to accept it from other people, I, I should accept it from you. I will take the equivalent of 1 million United States dollars in the form of ape NFT. If that's how it has to be, uh, I will accept that personally directly into the crypto wallet. Tell Satoshi to get at me. Uh <laughs> Uh, previously we had gone like Phantom of the Opera with Elon's peen. I'm kind of thinking now it's more like Medusa. Like the, the top of the crown has a bunch of like little snakes, like jutting off of it and just sort of like hissing and yelling at you. I think that's probably more along the lines of what actually happened though. Elon, I don't know exactly. Sure, fine. Yes. No way, man. But- Toxic Avenger. Uh, I'm here for any and all of these options. So again, Elon, million bucks. We stopped talking about your your, horrif- your horrifying phallus, uh, but but until then, it's going to become part of the conversation. Whenever we whenever we just need we need to kill time and need something fun to riff about because uh, your horribly deformed manhood is what entertains us. And Rod Watkins, if you're listening to this, which you are not, but if you are, just know that the price is not the same for you. I am a man who cannot be bought by you and i will continue to warn people about your impo like your impending killdozer attack uh until such a time as you are stopped or you do the attack i guess 
that's going to be like the ultimate episode. Like, like uh, some sa- some Saturday morning, like Ron Watkins killed those or attack happens, and everyone's like, "Oh shit, the next Hell World's going to be spicy." And yeah, that I, one's going to be tough to record because I'm going to be uh, interrogated by federal uh, agents. If Ron Watkins did show up someplace and committed a killdozer attack after I had been riffing on it for multiple months on the podcast, uh, they're going to be like, either this clown got the idea for this dumb fucking podcast or this guy had inside information. And it's just like, no, man, I'm just a stu- I'm just a student of the human condition. And when I you look at that guy, because there's that new California law that rap lyrics can't be used to prosecute you. Oh, I, th- I thought you meant like a Jimmy cap. And I was just like, that's going to be tough to find for a killdozer. I mean, yeah. I don't know if Magnum does no, this. covered in latex. <laughs> that's where I was going, not not sing about it. <laughs> no way, man. When, you, when, when you're going to killdozer the Sydney Opera House, wrap it up every time. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that brings us to our question of numerous. Uh, what are you guys looking forward to? Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man comes out uh, this week. I'm very hyped. That studio does great work. I love that manga. It is going to be so good. Expectations sky high. This rocket is never landing. Uh, Also, there's a bunch of other spooky stuff coming out this week. The new uh, Hellraiser comes out tomorrow on Hulu. And uh, me and Elle are big uh, Hellraiser fans. So, yeah, I uh, love Hellraiser. I actually have plans to watch that with some friends, uh, not this weekend, but shortly afterwards. Do love uh, it. it uh, Kotaku seemed to like it. That was the only review I'd seen of it so far, but it was positive, at least in the headline. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, the bar's no, pretty geez. low. O- o- only, only the first Hellraiser and two thirds are any good, and then the rest is all poop. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fourth one, they literally started filming without a script. So. That's is that the one? Is that the one where, the, where one of the Cenobites just has a like a, a camera for a head, like a movie camera? I think so. Or, it's, I, or it's that's like the one with Adam out of his Scott. eye. Or Adam shit. Scott's yeah. in that one, and he like he was like, we started filming, and they were like, we didn't have a finished script. They were literally like, we had the start, and then they were literally writing the script as they were filming. Nice. Well, I'm going to keep mine brief. I am looking forward to rest. I'm very tired. <laughs> so after this i would rest well that's not true i'll probably play some story of a brawl and then i will rest and i might also watch she hulk and i think this is the week where daredevil finally shows up so i guess i'm excited for that too so i'm in mind to say rest slash story of a brawl slash she hulk parentheses because daredevil and maybe daredevil <laughs> maybe daredevil fuck she hulk you never know maybe that would be i mean depending on how graphic it is that could be the greatest moment of marvel television yet <laughs> But only if it's incredibly graphic. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the whole the whole point of watching that show is to fantasize about uh, big strong green lady taking you to the bed, like uh, carrying you like you were a little baby, but you're a full grown man and therefore allowed to consent to such activities that would happen in the bedroom that you get carried to. <laughs> I'm glad that was explained to me. All right, Mike, take us home. What are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, having a vacation at the end of the month, so that's going to be fun. Uh, nice. Just, uh, yep, just relaxing, chilling out. Uh, potentially, at some point in the near future, uh, training more people to learn how to deal. Uh, that's a possibility that seems to be on the horizon. And beyond that, just being addicted to football, which is awesome. And so, all of those things, like the ship continues apace, and life is generally peachy. 
what a rush. What a rush life is. You know what? It, it, it's so much of a rush. I can't stand it anymore. And it's time for us to uh, be carted off by the fun police out of hell world. They're taking us away. They're strapping us to those things like Hannibal Lecter, including our mouths so that we, we can't uh, kiss or bite anyone. No smooches, no bites. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for listening. We're going to fuck off. Uh, if you like the show, you can support us for free by giving us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast from. It's easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Click that button and let them know that you like us. If you have money and you want to support us, you can do so by visiting Patreon at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics, uh, where $5 or more a month gets you access to all of our bonus content. There's probably like 50-ish hours of bonus content now, uh, several different series, Kabbalan, What We Do Out of Shadows, Mule's Errand, Queem, uh, all of which are series where we take a look at uh, take a look at and poke fun of Q-related media. So you can come join us there. Become one of our beautiful babies for $5 a month. Once again, patreon.com slash pokerpolitics. If you have money and you don't want to give it to us, you could donate it to love146.org. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Or as always, you can just do some good with it. Uh, donate it to uh, anything that helps Ukraine as a good example, uh, or any political race with a blue candidate where it's close and your money might matter. Uh, you know, just do good with your money in the world if you don't want to give it to us. Lord knows we have enough money. We are all filthy rich. Uh, that's not true. Please give us your money. Uh, thanks always to DJ Minimal Effort for use of our intro song. Uh, still no social media for them. What a bummer. You know who you can't find on social media, though, is our buddy Frosty, who you can find on Twitter at FrostyVO. VO standing for voiceover. Our man provides all of our bumps and the voice of Q when we need it, etc. You hear him every week. You can find the show on Twitter at HellWorld with a Q instead of an O. You can find me on Twitter at HellWorldL, spelled the same way. Sarge is at Sergeant Hell, and Mike Reigns is, of course, at PokerPolitics on Twitter. So for another successful episode of the Adventures of Hellworld podcast, I have been one of your hosts, the Mysterious L, joined as always by my co-host Sarge, and our expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Reigns. Good speed, patriots! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.